Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring back my friend, health coach and licensed dietitian and nutritionist, Christina Hess. you're doing keto and you want to be in ketosis and you're eating anything packaged, you really need to look at the ingredients, not just the total carbs and the total sugars. You need to look at the ingredients because there's all kinds of hidden sugars. Sugar comes in 68 different names and really looking for those seed oils and saying, no, I will not put this in my body. No. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Thank you for pressing play today. Uh, Keto Camp Podcast is growing. We're expanding. We're reaching more people. And I want to say thank you so much for showing up with all the options out there. Thank you for helping us achieve top 15 podcast status in the United States. We have listeners from 111 countries. How cool is that? And we're about to hit 3 million downloads because you show up, you take action, you share. And I just want to say thank you. I've got a lot of vitamin G gratitude for you. Today's episode is fun. I I love Christina Hess. She's been on the Keto Camp podcast twice before, episode 305 and episode 104. And this is her third time on the show. And we'll start the conversation with the Keto Symposium New York City event. This is going to be absolutely awesome. And I would love to see you there, especially if you live in the Northeast. You got to be there. It's going to be an intimate venue, intimate setting in Manhattan, New York City. We'll get into the backstory of how she put on this event. It's taking place September 23rd and 24th, 2022. That is coming up in just a few weeks in New York City. I'm going to be there for the whole event. I'm going to hang out for a few days in New York City. I'll be speaking about the innate intelligence and ketosis. So if you want to get your ticket or learn more about this event and get a nice coupon code off your ticket price, head to ketosymposium.com. Check it out. We're going to talk more about it on this episode and use Ben10 at checkout to learn more. So we're also going to get into her rant. She made a video uh, when she was visiting her mom in the hospital and the hospital food they were serving her mom. And I've been there myself and we share how backwards is this healthcare, which is really sick care. I mean, just look at the food given to patients in hospitals. It's complete nonsense. We also get into chasing symptoms versus getting to the root cause. And we talk a lot about 
actually intermittent fasting on this today's episode, and she makes a strong case. Christina makes a strong case to why we would get more benefits from intermittent fasting, eating breakfast and skipping dinner versus the other way around. Most people, including myself, skip breakfast and break their fast in the afternoon and then have like their last meal around 5 or 6 p.m. dinner, etc., which is a good option. But she's going to share some studies with you and make the case why it might be a good idea to switch things up and actually have an eating window of 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. So you would have two or three meals in that window. Maybe it's 8, 11, and 2. And she'll share some studies, which makes her case very uh, strong when she shares those studies and the reason why. So I myself have been changing things up, and I recommend you experiment with that as well. Then we get into a, a really cool gene. It's melatonin gene, MTNR1B. And it's a, this is a melatonin receptor 1B uh, gene, and it has a huge correlation to sleep issues, high impact on diabetes, and it explains why you do not, one of the many reasons why you do not want to eat close to bedtime. We could all agree to that. So we're going to geek out on that gene. We're going to get into, of course, personalized keto. We're going to really go over this calories in versus calories out nonsense and why we believe it's a huge distraction She's going to reference Dr. Fung's physics over physiology. We'll get into what that actually means and why there's so much more to just calories in, calories out, sleep, gut health, mitochondrial health. She shares the example of Michael Phelps eating 10,000 calories a day, but training in cold water and raising thermogenesis and creating mitochondrial fitness and some other amazing topics. You're going to love it. Christina is awesome, and you can learn more about her event over at ketosymposium.com. Hey, before I bring her on, I want to take a minute to get to today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This five-star review comes from Comer Ford, titled Matt Gallant and Wade Lightheart. Ben gives such informative information on keto and fasting. This is a no-nonsense podcast with trustworthy information and guests. Thank you so much, Comer Ford. Uh, you're referring to the interview we did with the Bioptimizers founders, Matt Gallant and Wade Lightheart. I love them. They're awesome. They've been on the show a couple of times, so you could listen to those episodes um, that are on the podcast on previous episodes. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave that rating and review. I'm super grateful. And uh, if you haven't left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or review yet on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast you're listening from, please do so. Today, it really helps the show grow and expand. One quick thing before I bring on uh, Christina Hess, we have three spots left for my upcoming 90-day detox program. When I say detox, look, most detox out there, they are downstream. Coffee enemas, colon cleanses, seven-day detoxes, there's a benefit to them, don't get me wrong, but they're not getting the toxins, the metals, that are deep in your tissues, in your brain, in your bone. That's what this program does. It was one of the, it's one of the best ways to reduce inflammation at the cellular level. And we have three spots left. This group is the only time we launch this group is two to three times per year, meaning the next group will not launch until next year. If you suspect that you have a heavy metals issue, if you've ever had silver fillings, lived in a moldy home, if you're doing everything right, and your lab looks normal, I'm putting both of those in quotation marks, but you still don't feel good, 
this is for you. In our 90-day program, you're going to get 90 days worth of supplements and testing kits and instructions. You're going to get 20 plus hours of detox training online, videos from Dr. Pompa, Dr. Mindy Pels, and several others. You're going to get four 60-minute, one-hour calls, four of them with me and the other members. This is a small group uh, where I do Q&A and teach you advanced detox lessons. You're going to get online support, 130 cellular healing recipes, advanced strategies on intermittent fasting, ketosis, and diet variation. And I'm going to give you some really amazing emotional mindset tips that's going that are going to it's going to blow you away and make a big difference on your healing journey. I hope this is resonating with you. I hope you hear this on time. Head over to ketocampdetox.com, camp with the K. We'll put a link at the top of the podcast notes. Learn more about it. Watch that short video on there. And hopefully you could be a part of this group, which starts in just uh, a little over a week from the release of today's episode. But we have just three spots left. Okay, let's get right into this conversation with Christina Hess. Christina Hess is a premier health coach and licensed dietitian nutritionist with a functional and integrative approach. Christina is especially passionate about clean, cyclical, ketogenic approach to treat inflammation and restore metabolic health. She utilizes nutrigenomics data and other lab tests to personalize your nutrition plan and then incorporates EFT, mindful eating, and tiny habits method, great book, and heart math to improve your psychology and behavior around food. Christina has a master's degree in clinical nutrition and integrative health from MUIH, she is the host and founder of the Keto Symposium, the first low-carb conference in New York. Here is my friend, Christina Hess. All right, Christina Hess, welcome back to the Keto Camp Podcast. It's great to be here, Ben. This is round three. You have been on the it. show. I can't believe it either. You've been on the show twice before, episode 104, where you shared your story, and then episode 305. And we're getting close now to episode 500. And welcome back. I'm excited to have you. Christina is a great friend of mine, doing some great works with nutrigenomics and how to really specialize keto, specialize fasting. We're going to talk all about that, plus some cool studies and some cool new genes that we'll get into. But most importantly, I want to start the conversation with your incredible event coming up in just a few weeks in beautiful New York City called Keto Symposium. Give the backstory about the beginning stages of planning this and COVID hitting and how this has evolved into an amazing platform now. Ben, this has been such a passion project, a labor of love for me that started in 2019. And, you know, I just... I am such an introvert. I love my one-on-one -on -one practice, but I was also having this desire in my heart to bring the low-carb ketogenic message to more people. And I I wanted to create kind of like a mastermind event uh, and that has evolved into this beautiful conference, um, bringing together, you know, thought leaders, educators, authors, teachers, researchers, you know, the best of the best to really, you know, bring this low carb community together and bring the message forth. And so it, you know, like I said, it started in 2019. It was originally intended to uh, be in Greenwich, Connecticut, which is near where I live. And uh, of course, you know, COVID kind of got in the way there and we had to cancel. 
So the following year, last year, it was a virtual event, which was wonderful. And I was so happy that um, you participated in that. And uh, finally, you know, New York City opened earlier this year and it was extremely strict. We didn't even know if we would be able to have this event and whether people would be even ready to attend an event like this. But it's all coming together so beautifully. Uh, it's happening in just a, a couple weeks here. And we just have the best lineup. We have wonderful exhibitors. You know, we're going to have a great reception to kick off kick off our, our first night. And with, you know, even a cool little bits of a film preview. And then the next day is going to be all talks and even lunch is going to be served. And then we have a special VIP dinner with the speakers. So this was like born out of a desire to make a greater impact and bring this message, really taking me out of my own personal comfort zone. I've always um, struggled with my own fear of public speaking and kind of it's just you know, keep, just keep, uh, keep growing, keep expanding, keep sharing. And, and so here we are. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking at the lineup now. I'm going to share with the keto campers who's going to be speaking at this event. And I've been hearing a lot of people asking about bringing a keto event to the Northeast, to New York city. And this is it like this, it's finally happening. So this is it. So if people don't come out in full force and it's only a 200 person auditorium, like the, it is, it, the seats are limited. Um, but if people don't come out in full force, well, we're, you know, you and I are going to have a great time no matter what, but you know, it would be awesome to be able to have this event again. So if, if, if there's no proof of concept, well, we won't do it again. And that's okay. We're still going to have an amazing time and share with whoever's there. But hopefully Northeasterners will, will come out and, and show their love and like want to, you know, participate and learn and grow. And, you know, I, guys, I went keto because of a conference, you know, I've shared this before with Ben. Thank you, Thomas Seyfried, for your passion and expertise. Um, I was at I was at a nutrition conference when he was talking about ketogenic metabolic therapy and cancer, and it literally blew my mind so much. Even though I had I'd known about keto, I'd listened to other experts on podcasts about about keto. I wasn't ready until I heard him speak at a conference and then it was just like the catalyst I needed. So, you know, I know there are people out there who are a little bit stuck. They're stalled out. They're frustrated. They know that keto works, but they haven't really maybe done it right for themselves or they're just uninspired. They, they had success in the beginning. They lost a boatload of weight and they fell off and maybe they just need some momentum getting back. Whatever you're story is or journey is, or you're super addicted to sugar and you don't even, you think keto's bag of bologna, whatever it is, come, you know, and just learn and, and have some critical thinking. And, and I know you're going to walk away with golden nuggets for yourself. I know that too. These conferences are, are really life-changing. There's so many stories just like yours, Christina. Somebody goes to a conference and it changes the course of their entire life. Businesses, relationships, health, things have been transformed with these in-person conferences and doing these podcasts are great, you know, YouTube and all, it's fantastic, but nothing substitutes in-person conferences. And the fact that it's only 200 seats, 
it's great for the audience because that makes it more intimate. I'm going to be there the entire weekend for every speaker. Let me go through the speaker list because a lot of these individuals are incredible. They've been on my podcast before, many of them. So Maria Emmerich, who we love, she's going to be um, speaking. I'll be a speaker as well. Dr. Mindy Pals and Dr. Pampa, what we're doing is putting our heads together to make our presentations go back to back to back with each other. So we're going to do that at your conference. Dr. Tro, Cynthia Thurlow, we love Cynthia Thurlow, Temple Stewart, we have Robert Sykes, we have Dr. Anna Kabeka, we have Dorian uh, from Keto Mojo, Dr. Thomas Dura. I'm not familiar with his work, but he, I'm looking at his stats here, MD, PhD. Um, tell me a little bit more about Dr. Tomas. So Tomas Durai, he is he's coming in uh, instead of Professor Thomas Seyfried, who can't make it, unfortunately, but he works closely with him. He has uh, published papers with Dr. Seyfried, and he is so familiar with the work. So he is, and he's got a great personality. So he is, he's coming to represent and, and talk all about cancer and ketogenic metabolic therapy for pretty aggressive uh, cancers too, by the way. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to see him. I'm looking at his credentials. It's really, really impressive. Really impressive. <laughs> yes. Um, Catherine Arnston from Energy Bits, Nina Teicholtz. That's awesome. I've never seen her in person. Maggie and Brad Jones. And of course, Christina Hess. And you do great on stage. I know it's kind of like a scary thing it was for me to go on stage. But you we both shared the stage last year at uh, in Las Vegas. And you did awesome. You were talking about personalizing keto and getting into genetics. So I love that you're leaning into the fear instead of running away I'm from leaning it. In. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that VIP dinner, which is going to be on Saturday night, I'm going to be there. And a whole bunch of other speakers are going to be there. And this is such a great opportunity. Because if you just were able to get one hour with one speaker, one hour with another, and, and start booking them for their time, that'll cost you thousands and thousands, thousands of dollars, right? Thousands so this of is an opportunity yeah. to connect with all of them, have dinner with us all at that VIP dinner. So where can they learn more about the event and the VIP dinner? It's ketosymposium.com, right? Just go to ketosymposium.com. The, that VIP dinner plus VIP seating, you would sit front row that that is a thousand dollar ticket it's actually really inexpensive for what it is because we're in a private room in new york city and like i said all these amazing speakers but there are only four seats for that so um i mean the value if we you know, put a value on that i mean what is that like really like a twenty thousand dollar ticket but um it's it's $1,000 and, you know, uh, Ben charges more than that for an hour of his time. Maria charges more than that for an hour of her time. You, you can't access some of these people for, for that amount of money. So don't look at it as as the money. Like think about it as as high, high, high value to you and your health and and getting some of your questions answered too. Yeah, that's so valuable. Uh, what an investment, not an expense, but an investment. Correct. We And we have a coupon code that Christina has offered the Keto Campers. And you can't find these codes anywhere, but you know, this show right now. So she hooked you all up. For those who are going to attend, and I recommend all of you who are listening attend if there's enough spots, but it's Ben 10. So Ben 10 to get 10% off your ticket price over at ketosymposium.com. And we can't wait to see you, hug you, hang out with you. And it's going to be amazing in New York City. 
Oh, absolutely. Can't wait. I'm just, uh, just counting the days. So exciting. Awesome. Okay, let's transition now because you were mentioning to me, you were super excited when we hopped on this call before we hit record <laughs> about a new gene, uh, new information on our new gene that you're testing for. And then we'll get into some fasting stuff. So let me know about this gene, MTN. MTNR1B. So it encodes for, it's, it's the melatonin receptor 1B. And so being that it's a melatonin receptor, what, what the results have shown is that your glucose will be impaired if you're eating too late at night. And as a result, it's also going to affect your melatonin production. So it's going to affect your sleep. So late night snacking, which we, you know, Ben, you and I don't recommend that for anybody, but let's face it. Some people do it more than others. And for some people, this is where genetics is so fascinating. They just have extra poor ramifications as a result, whereas some people can kind of get away with it, right? And, and, and they don't. And then the people that can't get away with it, they are speeding their way to diabetes with that glucose impairment. So we know that just generally you are less insulin sensitive after 7 p.m. at night, but genetically, and that's, that's all the genet genetics is, is predispositions. And, and so you really want to understand what those genes are. So not be a slave to them, not be worried about them, but transcend them and work with them in tandem so that you are optimizing yourself, right? It, example, I have genes that give me more anxiety, little like some, some mood things that would explain why public speaking, for example, I would want to wish that the, the, the ground would swallow me whole, right? <laughs> but it doesn't mean that's my destiny. It just explains why I have to work a little harder to transcend that. So your genes are not your destiny. And, and I know you spoke to Bruce Lipton and Bruce, you know, there's all this blank stuff too, where you can code your genes to your thoughts, right? Which is really, really cool. But the ones that we look at for nutrient usage, which are really just easy to, to look at together, like a cool map, a cool story, will tell you a lot about yourself. And it's really empowering to just have that information in tandem so that you can have like your right strategy. Yeah, it's it's a blueprint. That's what you called it last time. It's a blueprint. And it's and it's all about epigenetics. It's, you know, our environment, our thoughts, our the food we eat, and how that triggers a response from the genes that we have. And we have so much control totally. over it. Yeah. Yeah. You have all the control. You know, it's and if you're not getting the results that you want, you also do it to say that the genes don't matter, I think is missing part of the equation. You, you're not a bunch of data. You're not a bunch of letters and numbers. You know, the genes are just that. They're just a bunch of letters and numbers like and you have spelling changes, right? They're like some variants. And that's all that is. So that's not you. But also you as as all your behaviors and how you're living and stuff will maybe 
it's good to go and see like, how do I optimize that? Why is it harder for me in some situations? Why is it harder for me to lose weight? Or why do I have sleep issues? Or why do I have a tendency to be so moody? Whatever it is. And then knowing that you can kind of tailor what you're doing in your lifestyle. And it is empowering, I think. It is very empowering. And it puts us in the driver's seat instead of uh, the thought process of, I'm a victim of my heredity. My genes are my destiny. That's the old way of thinking. We are long past that now. I always say structure trumps intention. You could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the structure in place, it's going to be very difficult to get the amazing keto and fasting results that you want. If you are on the go traveling and you don't want to think about what can you eat to help you feel satisfied and to help you continue getting results on your keto journey. For me, my structure when I'm on the go, when I'm traveling, and when I want to have something nearby that's a healthy snack, my go-to is Paleo Valley's beef sticks. Paleo Valley beef sticks are the perfect gut-friendly, clean protein snack for on the go. And if you have children, this is one of the best things to give your kids. These beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and finished by farmers right here in the United States. They contain naturally occurring probiotics, which helps increase the diversity in your gut. It contains organic spices. It has high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids, elevated levels of conjugated linoleic acid, which we know is an antioxidant and also could enhance your body's ability to burn fat. It contains vitamins and minerals, elevated concentrations of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant, and it's good for the environment. They have flavors that range from original to garlic summer sausage, regular summer sausage, jalapeno, teriyaki, and they also have turkey sticks available as well. They taste so good that I usually go through three or four, and I think I might set the record for eating almost 10 Paleo Valley beef sticks. Maybe somebody out there has eaten more than me in one sitting. You know, me and my fiance, Natasia, we're always fighting over these beef sticks in our house. We go into the pantry and I hear her unwrapping it and I'm like, hey, are you eating one of my beef sticks? <laughs> they are delicious. And since you are a avid listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive deal for you to get 15% off your entire order of Paleo Valley products. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. So back to this gene, the melatonin receptor 1 and B. So my understanding is this. When you eat right before bed, uh, let's say you go to bed at 11 or eat at 10 p.m., it's going to raise glucose in your body. But also, you're going to bed, so your body's going to produce melatonin. And when melatonin is getting produced and there's glucose that's elevated, insulin gets kind of shunted, and then glucose remains high throughout the night. And then maybe you could have a sharp crash at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and it wakes the person up with like a cortisol response, and it could just affect their sleep. Is Am I explaining that right? You are dead on. You nailed it. Exactly. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> That's a beautiful <laughs> so, explanation. Yes. So what's the rule of thumb then? How many hours before bed should we say, okay, kitchen is closed? Well, what I generally recommend is to be done by seven. But that allows, so if most people are going to bed, say, or 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night, you've given yourself three to four hours. Now, there is some newer information I came across, which is actually from a study from a couple of years ago now, 
on early time restricted feeding. And that may be really applicable to the folks with this gene pattern. So in the study, there were two groups of, of people who were brought into the clinic. They were given the same same food, same amount of food. And it was it was not a low carb ketogenic plan. It was actually, you know, 50% carbohydrate and I think 30% protein and 20% fat. And I imagine this was a calorie-restricted program because these people that qualified were seeking to lose weight. Now, the group that was fed early were fed at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., and 2 p.m. And the other group, they were fed a more traditional, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner time. And what's so interesting about this study is that the folks that were fed early became more insulin-sensitive had better metabolic health markers, but also lost 30% more weight than the other group. And it's the same amount of food. So the calories in, calories out model trashes that, right? And so I also suspect, and this was not part of study, but this is my hypothesis, is that because of that closed eating window, And because they were eating sort of in a diurnal pattern, not a nocturnal pattern, they were more metabolically efficient, but also probably at some point, those folks entered ketosis. Yeah, it it makes sense. So if if you're going from, let's say, 3 p.m., you're done eating to 8 a.m. the next morning, for most people, that will be enough time to get them into ketosis, right? Maybe not everybody, but you're right. A lot of people would enter ketosis with that pattern. Right. And even though they were eating, they were fed all those carbohydrates, just, you know, the fact that they were living out the rest of their day and then sleeping, I imagine that by morning, yes, or at least they were burning fat through the night. That's interesting. So key takeaway, if you are in the habit of skipping breakfast and having a lunch and a, and a dinner around 6 or 7 p.m., like myself, and maybe you're struggling a little bit with your weight loss and your results, sprinkle in breakfast and a cutoff window by 2 or 3 p.m., right? It doesn't mean you have to do it every day. Absolutely. We were just talking offline right. that it's kind I, of very difficult. <laughs> that would be tough for your social life and, and family life. But yeah, if you are struggling or you realize that you are just doing the same thing all the time and not getting the result that you want, you have to switch it up. You have to pivot. One of my clients did that uh, just innately. She she switched from a traditional sort of 12-8, 12 to 8 eating window and, and switched it up to 9 to 5 and started losing weight again. And, and I never had the opportunity to test her genes, but, you know, maybe she has, maybe she had that marker and um, maybe she didn't have that marker. I mean, who knows? We're still learning so much about genetics. Uh, I find it fascinating, but it's, it's still so, such new science. So I don't know. It's sometimes it's a, it's a bit of a, a shot in the dark to, to fully read the tea leaves. Right. And no, I I like this idea of mixing things up. I mean, every great personal trainer and fitness coach, or or in our case, CrossFit coach, um, they they understand it's variation, like change up the routine, mix it up, keep the body guessing. So if you're in the habit of skipping breakfast and you've been doing that for quite some time and your results have stopped, 
maybe you have breakfast and have an early, early dinner and see and do that for a little bit and see if that kind of changes things enough for your body to adapt and continue to get results. So fantastic. I love that idea. I saw a video on your YouTube channel when you were going on a rant about hospital food. And um, (laughs) I'm so with you on that. It is so awful what they give people in the hospital. I I even say a lot uh, during my lectures, like the same food given to chemo patients going through cancer treatment is the same food that could actually contribute to cancer growth, right? It's completely backwards. And your mom was in the hospital. How is she doing, by the way? She's doing better. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you. That's good. And then you were there visiting your mom and explain, you know, what you saw at the hospital? Well, yeah. So my mom was treated as both a cardiac patient for AFib, but also diverticulitis, which is, you know, when the pockets of your colon get infected. But as a cardiac patient, they were harping on her salt, right? So just no salt, no salt, no salt. Meanwhile, they were providing her with packaged food, highly processed packaged food containing terrible seed oils, containing, you know, gluten, tons of sugar, tons of added sugar, um, corn syrup, just, you know, the most inflammatory of the most inflammatory ingredients. So, you know, without calling out brand names uh, and getting in trouble, uh, you know, just dressings, it just for the salad, right, that are just gross, cheap, instead of just providing, just just provide a little olive oil, right? Just provide a little, little cup of olive oil. Um, you don't have to add, do a salt, just a little olive oil on a salad and pancakes with not even real maple syrup. Just pretend maple syrup is just, just sugar, corn syrup and food coloring to make it look like maple syrup. And the pancake was, you know, frozen and heatable in the microwave. So I think that some hospitals do better than others. I'm not sure all hospitals are the same, but this hospital is a very high-end hospital. It's this brand new hospital, beautiful. It's like the room was like going to the Four Seasons. I mean, she was in a beautiful setting with a nice view, um, top of the line care. I mean, these nurses and doctors are top notch, but man, the food is just horrific. Just absolutely. I know it's about business. I know it's about the bottom line, but it, it, it really makes smoke come out of my ears. Really, really upsets me. Um, because if that's such a seemingly easy thing to me to tackle, right. And then for someone who has compromised digestion, especially why, you know, why are you going to put more inflammatory foods in there at all? So it actually was the catalyst for my journey, you know, changing careers and getting into this space in the first place was a, a different hospital trip, unfortunately, you know, years ago that she had, but not a lot has changed. And I'm not sure what it's, it's going to take for them to change it. They're probably not. What it's going to take for us is to take responsibility like you did with your mom. It's like, no, my mom's not going to eat that. Or no, I'm not going to eat that. Um, We got to take responsibility and say, no, like, I'm not going to eat this. What's another option for me? Uh, What's something else I can do? I mean, the fact that most hospitals have fast food restaurants inside of them, 
makes no sense at all. You see McDonald's and Burger King and all these fast food restaurants in the hospital and doctors are on their break going and eating and patients are going there. It's like, that is what got you there, What part of what got you there in the first place. And you're going to put that there. I mean, hospitals are not, unfortunately, hospitals are not a healing environment. They're not um, at all. They are subsidized by the big companies who put in their vending machines. And yeah, there's a lot of incentives and partnerships that get developed with these big, big food companies. And they are needing to service a lot of people, I guess. I mean, from a business perspective, I understand it, but it's infuriating. It's it's why, you know, you guys, yeah, you have to have agency over what you do. You might need to pay more to shop the aisles or, you know, buy the thing that's preservative free, but it, your knowledge is power. And when you start becoming a ninja at reading the ingredients, like really getting practice at looking at labels, because I think people don't read labels sometimes and they just, or they're just implicitly trusting right? It's just something will have the marketing that says all natural or whatever it says on it, you know, shiny packaging. And so really, really look, getting practiced at looking at ingredients first. This is especially true if, if you're doing keto and you want to be in ketosis and you're eating anything packaged, you really need to look at the ingredients, not just the total carbs and the total sugars. You need to look at the ingredients because there's all kinds of hidden sugars. Sugar comes in 68 different names and really looking for those seed oils and saying, no, I will not put this in my body. No. Becoming a snob. Yeah, becoming a snob about it. Yeah, and it, and it's so worth it, really. I mean, I always say if you treat your health casually, you end up a casualty. You might be uncomfortable at first. You know, I always ask the waiter, the waitress at restaurants. You've seen me do that. I think we were there. I saw him do that, guys. He really does. He says, I have an allergy. I also do that. I tell people I am diabetic because I'll say, is this, does this have sugar in it? And if they casually go, oh, I don't think so. And I, and I could tell they have no idea and they don't really care. Then I just, well, please go ask the chef because I'm a diabetic. And then they're like, oh, oh, okay, okay, yep. So I saw him do it in Las Vegas. He he said, no seed oils. Uh, what is this cooked in? I, I'm, I'm highly allergic and I loved it. So... I love it. Yeah. That's the way to, to get their attention. And we are kind of all allergic to seed oils. It has some 100%. negative inflammatory response. So I'm not really lying. We're, we have a big uh, sensitivity to it at the very least. Yeah. I love it. Do, do that. Everybody, you have to advocate for yourself. Sometimes clients say, well, I'm embarrassed to ask or, you know, I have my clients take pictures of their food. Then sometimes they don't want to take a picture of their food. They think it's sort of an imposition on every everybody else that they're eating with. It's not. You just have to kind of, what is that saying? What, what other people think about you is none of your business. So just you do you and... Uh, be your own best advocate. It's it's a way to, it's a way to be. Exactly. And when when I first started do, when doing that, it was uncomfortable. But you do it over and over again. Now I have no problem being at a 
dinner of 20 people I'm probably meeting for the first time and still saying that. And and if I'm with people I know, I say the whole table is allergic to vegetable oil. Like I, I say, my fiance is allergic to vegetable oil. Christine is allergic because, you know, why not? If they're going to change mine, why not change everything? And they have options. They could, they could grill it. They could use uh, olive oil, butter, and uh, they, they're always accommodating. I've never had an issue. And if worse comes to worse, I get something that's not cooked in any oil and that's always an option as well. So there's ways to work around it, but you got to be diligent and it's not fun at first, but it's so worth it. Those seed oils, as you know, they're so toxic. They stick around for a long time. The half-life is two years. I mean, come on, you have a meal and in two years you got half of it in your body fats. Like it's not worth it. Sugar, you could at least exercise and, and burn it off. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, we were designed to have some glucose, uh, but yeah, the seed oils, we were never intended to have those. Never, never intended to have those. Hey, Keto Camper, we've been told for a long time, when it comes to magnesium, look at the forms. And let's face it, there's so many different forms and confusion when it comes to magnesium. But this company called Upgraded Formulas, they've created a nanoparticle magnesium, so you don't really have to worry about the form anymore. The unique thing about nanoparticles, it goes right into your membranes. It's small enough to penetrate the cell membrane. And the truth is most people are suffering from a magnesium deficiency. Common symptoms and signs of a magnesium deficiency include poor sleep, cramping, eye twitching, headaches and migraines, a regular heartbeat, stiff joints, anxiety, depression, body odor, and others. Magnesium is intimately involved in how you look, feel, and how you move. It's critical for feeling energetic, achieving peak mental and physical performance, and looking young and vibrant. There's a current sleep study being conducted right now on upgraded formulas magnesium. Early results so far shown that it was given to 212 doctors, and they had an average of 30% more deep sleep shown on their aura ring with upgraded formulas magnesium. Now, why is that important? Deep sleep is where your body activates its fat-burning hormones. You detoxify, you repair, you recover. How many of you would want to get more deep sleep? I'm raising my hand right now. Upgraded magnesium is endorsed by myself, my mentor, Dr. Dan Pompa, by my colleague, Dr. Mindy Pels, and many, many others. Another cool thing about magnesium is that it converts into melatonin. And melatonin is the most potent antioxidant for your mitochondria. And yes, it also helps with sleep. Look, it's much easier to replace the building blocks than to put in hormones. And that's what magnesium does. If you want to get your hands on a bottle of upgraded magnesium for 15% off, head to upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KK15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your entire order. That's upgradedformulas.com. Use KK15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. I'll drop a link for you down below in the podcast notes. Let's talk a little bit more about keto. Uh, I know you love keto. You you customize it. You spoke in Las Vegas about you know personalizing keto, different ways to do it. What are maybe like? There's so many ways to do keto. So many people teach it differently. But maybe if you could choose three different keto plans that, in general, work the best for most people. Oh, okay. Hmm. No one's ever asked me that, but. <laughs> 
I love it. Uh, okay. So there would be sort of a Mediterranean style. So what I mean by Mediterranean style keto would be a focus on fish, olive oil, leaner proteins, and a lot of grains with maybe some dairy, right? Very limited to sheep and goat. So that would be a Mediterranean style ketogenic plan. And who would work, who, who would that work best for? So that would work best if you have a particular APOE variant. Because you're getting less saturated fat, more monounsaturated fat. Is that why? So, um, yep. So the newer APOE, so 2-2, two, 2-3, two, two, or even a 3-3 three, three would, would do well. They're sort of the farmer type. They're, you know, more adapted for Mediterranean, but with also maybe some MTHFR variants that need the extra folate. So the greens and PON, P-O-N, they need also more, more fruits and vegetables. And there's another one, um, uh, one of my numbers and letters, nine, nine, two, something, something. And if someone has issues with uh, antioxidants, right? Like they need a boost in antioxidants, maybe some more colorful, right? More colorful foods in, in that case. So let's say, let's, let's shift over to a more paleo style. So dairy-free, can have the red meat, so no issues with adipoq. Also good fat oxidation markers all around. Totally can handle the saturated fats. A lot of eggs, um, can have the bacon, but also might have no issues with a little more carb. Maybe a little sweet potato, maybe um, some butternut squash, right? So colorful fruits and veggies, but no dairy. No grains. No grains. No grains ever on on keto. Well, you said grains for the Mediterranean one. No grains. No grains. Oh, okay. So no. no. Not, so we're talking about Mediterranean keto. We're not talking. We U.S. keto plans, right? So not Mediterranean. Mediterranean keto. So the first one you mentioned, the Mediterranean keto, grains or no grains? No grains. No, no grains, grains on any of them. So no okay. no grains, but fish, right? Got Especially it. like I have a variant with omega threes. So it would make me a terrible, terrible vegan, right? Weren't um, you a vegan? I was, and that was a disaster guys. Oh my goodness. Broken bones. Yeah. yeah. Moody. So all the reasons like I, I learned later, holy cow, why that didn't work for me. There you go. It's in the genes. Meanwhile, there are other people thriving on that, right? There's there's other people thriving on that, but certainly not me. Um, and and now I know why. And then there's the more there's there's the you know the carnivores the, you know just a, a lot of protein and that works great for some people. And I also know why like just doing that also doesn't work for me. So because because of my genetics, so all the proteins, especially all the, you know, fattier proteins. So it, it, yeah, I would say those, if I had to pick three different ways, those would be three, three different ways. So Mediterranean keto, paleo keto, carnivore keto would be the three different ways. Totally. And and I know those listening and watching are like, okay, but how do I even test my genes? How, How do they test their genes, Christina? Super easy. 
I would send you a link to the test that I like to use. I mean, because there are a bunch of different tests that you can you can order, and it would come to your house. The test is three hundred and sixty dollars, just so people know what it costs, and uh, you pay you pay it directly to the lab. The kit comes to your home. It's a saliva collection. You mail it back, and in about a month, you have your results, and you get your own report. And the only thing about the report, it's hard to know what to do with it. So that's when, you know, you set up a consultation and we go over the report and that's it. Easy. Easy. Super easy. I make it super easy. Yeah. What, what's your website? Let's say they do get the kid and they want to set up a consult. What's your website? Yep. Uh, www.theketonutritionist.com. You just go into the shop and just pick the nutrition genome test and and it will come to your house and 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 then you can also just click the link to book a consultation super easy awesome everything's on one website we'll put it down below you mentioned earlier that the study about uh, early time restricted feeding and how they lost those who were eating earlier versus those who were eating later lost 30 percent more um weight uh which flies in the face of this whole you know it's just about calories in versus calories out which drives me insane and <laughs> I, I saw that comment that someone made on your oh yeah the yeah, uh, yeah. The youtube comment i get them all the time and i used to be one of them i used to teach people to focus on their calories and do seminars and all that and then i realized it was more of a distraction than anything else so does it also drive you crazy when you see people in our space? Like, what is wrong with that thought process? Do, do calories matter, number one? And then, you know, number two, are they important? Okay, well, calories do matter, right? Like, how much you eat does matter. But there's so many pieces. I, th- I think it was, it was Jason Fung who said, you cannot layer physics, which is what calories are. It's just physics, uh, over, you layer that over physiology because now you, so you're dealing with, you're dealing with age, you're dealing with gender, you're dealing with activity level, you're dealing with temperature, right? Like temperature outside. And I would love to just say a few things about temperature and hormones, you know, are you stressed? Did you have sleep the night before or not um, affects your caloric expenditure? So there is so much going on. Yes, you say gut health and there's, you know, mitochondrial health. There's all these pieces, these pieces that are happening. Your body is so complex, so beautifully complex that you can't take a simple math equation and layer it over this complex, beautiful, intricate design. Um, So is it a piece? Yeah, it's a piece. But I think people can over consume these highly palatable packaged foods because it dysregulates your leptin, right? It dysregulates all your metabolic hormones. And and then you don't experience the same satiety that you would if you just had a piece of steak with some asparagus or you had salmon and broccoli or you had a nice big omelet. Like if you had real food, then your, you know, everything comes online for you. You just, you, your body just naturally says, okay, stop, we're full, we're good. But of course, a, a big old bag of potato chips is going to be like popcorn. You know, all this stuff is just easy because it never signals your brain to stop. 
So true. So true. And and you're right. I mean, I, I'm not a calorie denier too. I think they matter, but they are like very low on the important scale. There's so many other things that we want to pay attention to and put energy into. If you give somebody a thousand calories of Skittles and somebody else a thousand calories of steak, completely different process. The steak's going to activate, like you said, leptin, which tells your brain you're full, cholecystokinin, um, peptide YY. Skittles is not going to do any of that. That person's going to be hungry and hangry and hormonally uh, disrupted versus the person with the steak. Same thousand calories, completely different response. So we got to, you know, just step away from that. If, if you're listening and watching this right now and somebody you're working with is teaching you about calories, big red flag, share this episode with them or find a different practitioner. Totally. So, you know, Michael Phelps was renowned for being able to eat, you know, 10,000 calories a day. And ultimately, the reason why he was able to eat that much was because he was training in cold water. So the water had this thermogenic effect that, you know, when water is, is gives you 25 times the burn, the, you know, of, of expenditure of energy, right? So if you think about, so we're mammals and we produce our heat um, internally, we generate this heat from food. All that a calorie really is, is like this heat is, is coming off of our body, right? That expenditure, it's, it's what we've generated as our gas so that we stay warm as mammals. And, and some people don't really understand what, what calories actually are. It's just this, this unit of heat. So someone like Michael Phelps training in a very, very cold pool was burning exponentially more. And in Tim Ferriss's For Our Body, he, he, he cites that people who climb Mount Everest tend to lose on average anywhere between 20 to 30 pounds on that climb. But the workload of actually climbing Mount Everest, like what you would burn in terms of calories for a climb of, of that mountain is maybe a pound and a half because it's like a 5,000 calorie expenditure for the work of climbing. However, that's not what they lose. They don't lose a pound and a half. They lose 20 to 30 pounds because of the cold. So these are the types of things that you can't layer calories and even work like, okay, get on a treadmill and do the work or whatever. You can't layer all that because there's, there's other things. There's again, the gender, the age, the temperature, all this other stuff going on. And so it is, it's, it's fascinating. You can't, like you say it all the time. We are not a computer or a calculator. We're not a math equation or a calculator. Yeah. All that. Yeah. We are a a very, very complicated computer. If we are a computer. (laughs) Yeah. If we are, (laughs) we're, we're, we're a complex chemistry, chemistry lab to your point. And, And that goes to keto, right? Keto, very similar to the cold exposure, cold exposure. The reason it's raising the body temperature and creating this thermogenesis is because what it's doing for more creating more mitochondria. And the more mitochondria that you create, the more energy you produce, the more heat, the more you increase your basal metabolic rate, the more calories you burn. Ketones do something similar, right? We know ketones create more mitochondria, 400% more energy than glucose. And it create, that's one way of many ways how keto helps you lose weight. It creates this energy, this higher demand of energy. And you 
build more mitochondria and burn more fat, right? No calories. We're not talking about calories. We're talking about a process here. So recently, uh, two of some of the leanest people I know, they were asking me about... They were asking me about keto. They're asking me about ketosis. They didn't understand it. And so I'm, I'm explaining it to them. And two separate women, right? Just not, they don't know each other, but they're both tiny. And they literally had the same response after I was explaining this. They said, huh, I think I must live in a perpetual state of ketosis. The way I was explaining it, I said, yes, I bet you absolutely do. And you're just totally unaware and you also happen to be very, you know, insulin sensitive and metabolically efficient, but the behavior matches, you know, uh, and also that state and how they don't live with crazy hunger. They never get hangry. They can easily skip meals. They don't eat that much. They don't gravitate to certain foods. And as a result, they happen to be very lean so that when they do have you know, what seems like more carbohydrates, piece of bread or whatever, it does not impact them. So I think a, a lot of very lean people out there are inadvertently in ketosis and then just have no idea. And so they shouldn't be bashing keto because for, for those of us, you know, that have struggled with weight, and had, you just have to work at it or insulin resistance, you know, it's, it's, it's a state that we have to induce, right? Because our body's not, not naturally kind of gravitating there. It's so interesting that you say that it's, you're right, because a lot of people think keto is like a, a diet. It's a high fat diet, eating a whole bunch of fat. That's not true. Keto is more of a metabolic process. And if you're metabolically healthy, you're naturally going to tap into it. As you sleep, wake up in the morning, you should be in ketosis. People often confuse, I mean, not confused, but this is very similar to intermittent fasting. People hear about intermittent fasting and then we explain what it is. I'm sure this happens to you all the time. They're like, oh, I practice intermittent fasting. I yes, have a certain yes. window, right? It happens all the time, doesn't it? All the time, all the time. Yeah, the, the, exactly the people are like, oh, that's a fad. They're like, oh yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> exactly, it's so funny. <laughs> yes. And what's interesting right now, do you know, uh, Carnivore MD is Paul Saladino. Yes. Dr. Paul Saladino. Yes. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. I love him, but he's on a, you know a trend now of like bashing keto like big time. And I'm looking at his his studies, etc. But he's always referring to long term ketosis, which I agree with him for a lot of people, but not necessarily short term. Anyways, I would venture to guess if if Paul were to test his ketones when he wakes up in the morning before he breaks his fast. He's probably in ketosis, yet he's like saying it's not good for you. But that's that goes for so many people. It's totally, and I wish, um, and if he happens to listen to this, I hope he goes back to testing just to know, and I know he loves his, he's living in Costa Rica, where my mom is, is from, and so he's eating, you know, his papayas and, and pineapples and all that, and I, um, I am, am wearing my, my continuous glucose meter, and I, and I tested this recently on myself just to see, like, what to challenge, because... I don't think I handle sugar well. And, and I was right. I went and, and, and went to uh, the store that I like to get my, just like my green juice, just all greens with lemon. And I, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge this and I'm going to get one with pineapple and my blood glucose. And I have a screenshot of it went to nearly 200. And 
I've heard Paul Saladino have a conversation with Thomas DeLauer about how we shouldn't be so afraid to spike our, you know, glucose. It's all about how fast the insulin can come down. I'm in disagreement, polite disagreement. And it actually messed me up for hours and even into the next morning. My glucose was like high. So it, I think getting a CGM is, is totally worth it, you know, and, and also just to, um, to, and to challenge yourself and challenge your own beliefs and other people's beliefs and, and, and test, 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 test. Testing is, that's why I love, I love having the genetic test. I love getting, doing other labs, having the CGM, like really just knowing your own biochemistry is super empowering because because there is so much information out there and you need to know what's going to work for you like don't listen to us just you know really kind of trust yourself that's right experiment that's it that's the that's the only way to know if uh what paul is saying will work for you versus what i'm saying versus what christina is saying and to paul's he always says, look, if something's working for you and you're feeling great, keep doing it. So, right. So give credit. I give credit to Paul. But yeah, there's a lot of things that I also don't agree with. He surfs like three hours a day. So he's in the, he's in the water, right? There's, he's very active. He's probably doing that in a fasted state. So he's probably burning a boatload of ketones and then he can go and refeed and it's going right to his muscle. So, you know, I don't, and he, and he is metabolically healthy. I think he mentioned his insulin is quite low. He's tested that. He recommends testing as I do and you do getting a fasted insulin marker, do that at least every six months and be on top of that. Like that's a $30 test that you can get, you know, through direct labs if you need, you know, you, you don't need to ask your healthcare practitioner for, for that. You should be on top of your fasting insulin but so I don't think he's speaking to the 88% of America that is metabolically unhealthy. Agreed. Yeah, totally alignment with that. And we love you, Paul, but, you know, it's okay to yeah, disagree. Yeah, total respect. Yeah. I mean, I still listen to you, man. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, Christina, this has been great. Round three is about to be in the books. I'm so grateful. And I can't wait to hang out with you and all the other incredible speakers in New York City. So go to ketosymposium.com to learn more about it. Ben10, Ben10 at checkout to get 10% off your ticket price. Share um, anywhere else you want the Keto Campus to go follow you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Christina Hess, Keto Nutritionist. Um, and yep, my website again is theketonutritionist.com. So if, yeah, if, you, if you're stuck and you want some one-on-one -on -one time with a professional, um, I'm happy, I'm happy to, to chat with you. Awesome. We'll put that down below. And it's Christina with the K, not a C for those yes. wondering. It's thank unique. You. <laughs> Christina, um, thank you for coming back to the show and Thanks for doing for having every, me. Yeah, and doing all the things that you're doing to put on this show. I've never put on a conference, but just the thought of like doing all the moving parts is like, ah, so kudos to you. Congrats to pull this off. I can't wait to hang out with you in a few weeks. And thank you so much for coming back to the show today. Thanks for having me, Ben. Stay well. I really hope you enjoyed that fun conversation with Christina. She is awesome. I love her. Go check out her upcoming event that I will be at, ketosymposium.com, Ben 10 at checkout. Learn about it. Hopefully, we'll see you there. We'll give you a big hug, hang out together. 
I can't wait. Share this episode with a friend, somebody who you know could get value from a conversation like today's. If you want to watch the video interview with Christina from today's episode, that could be found on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Keto Camp, Camp with the K. We'll drop a link down below. Go check out my detox program, three spots left over at ketocampdetox.com. And please consider leaving the Keto Camp podcast a rating and review. All notes, sponsorship links, uh, everything we mentioned can be found down below. Go check that out. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with Christina and myself. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.